All right. Well, God bless you and praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Reset Forever Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Valerie Simpson, and... And this is Elder Daniel Simpson. We're very pleased to have you with us again. So we are, of course, anxious to get into the Word of God and look into what God is saying to the church today through the lesson of Hezekiah and as he rallies with Judah's army. That's going to be lesson number six for Sunday, July the 11th, 2021. We're in the book of Chronicles, Second Chronicles, chapter number 32, verse number one through verse number 23. So if you haven't been following, the book of Chronicles is extremely intriguing. This lesson specifically gives a good message to the church. All right, so grab your devices and writing utensils, whatever it is you need. Make sure that you call or text someone so that they can get this word as we bring it to you today by the power of God. So with that, I'm going to give it over into the hands of our teacher, uh, Elder Daniel Simpson, at this time. God bless you, Elder. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is a good lesson. But before we get started, I'd like to say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for this day, this opportunity to gleam into your rich word and show righteousness and your holiness. So bless us as we teach this lesson, bless the students, as they will uh, get something from this, from your rich word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as you say in lesson number six, Hezekiah rallies Judah's army. Mm-hmm. And we are in Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 1. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a lot of reading. Okay, we're so, going to do a lot of reading. So you want to tell them uh, anything about Hezekiah, who he was, or anything like that up front, or what stage of their history they're at right now? Well, as we go through the lesson, we'll cover it. All right. So we're going to go into, you want me to start? You want to go right to Chronicles? So, yeah, go to Chronicles chapter 29. Second Chronicles 29, and what verse? Verse 3 through 7. Let me me read this this point right here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it said, after these things and the establishment thereof. Mm -hmm. So that. Um, that 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 um, begs the question: After what things? Yes. And the establishment thereof. What are we talking yes. about? So if you don't have that, then everything else is confusing. Yes. So we have to lay a foundation. We got to go back and find out what he's talking about. Yes. All right. So, so with that, we're going to go to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles 29. 29 and verses three through verse three through seven. All right. It says he. <clears throat> He, he, speaking of Hezekiah, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. That's huge. You want to stop there for a second? Yes, because his father had closed closed up the temple. And he had to repair the doors. Why? Because his father had taken all the gold off the doors and given it to the king of Assyria. And shut down. And shut the temple down. And it had been shut down for how long? Uh, I think his father had reigned for 16 years. Okay. I knew it was close to 20 years that that yeah. temple had been shut down. And his father was who? King Ahazan. Okay. Uh, Ahi- Ahijah? Oh, okay. Um... Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, Ahaz, Ahaz, Ahaz. You know what? And that's important because look at this. This is a wicked king, but now you got a righteous king coming out of his loins. So anyway, um, now he opens the temple back up after 16 years, and he had to repair it because it had been in disrepair because it had been shut down, and he's about to do some things. All right, so that's verse number three of chapter number 29, Second Chronicles. I'm going to read further. Yes, go ahead. And he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street and said unto them, Hear ye, hear me, ye Levites, 
Sanctify now yourselves and sanctify the house of the Lord your fathers and carry forth the and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy places. Okay. I kind of want to stop there. Everything is so full. So, number one, he's, he's kind of speaking like a coach would speak to his players before they go out on the field and give them, you know, the play. Sanctify yourself. Hear me. He's kind of putting his, kind of putting his fist down a little bit. Hear me. You sanctify yourself. You set yourself apart. And in other words, don't just do this as a worker. We got to come in here. But do it as unto a holy, sanctified righteous God so he's giving them a good word and he's saying sanctify yourselves now sanctify yourselves and sanctify the house of God okay so this place is sacred too just as sacred as it ever has been when, when you come in here to do this work you're coming to sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place so there were some things going on there. You'll talk about it. Verse number six. For our fathers have trespassed and done that which was evil in the eyes of the Lord your God and have forsaken him and have turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. Also, they have shut up the doors of the porch and put out the lamps and have not burned incense nor offered burnt offerings in the holy place unto the Lord God of Israel. So they have sacrifices were not going on. The worship, the praise offerings, the thanksgiving offerings, shut it down. Yes, and they have left it like that for all these years. They have not went in and cleaned it and kept it sanctified according to the law of Moses. So now were they, what, what time of their history were they in? Because they were out of the Assyrian captivity? No, no, no. this is, this is the, Before? Uh, no, this is his father, King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahaz? Ahaz, he was a proxy state for the King of Syria. Okay, in other words, another place for them to kind of rule over and have, yes, have. He, was, he was paying tribute to the King of Syria. Mm-hmm. for protection against the kingdom of Israel. Northern yeah, kingdom. yeah, because they would do that. They would take over those other states and that would be income for them because they'd be... Yes, and he had went to Assyria and he saw an altar there mm-hmm. and he told the priest to make the altar just like that altar and when he got to Jerusalem, he put that altar in the court of the Lord. So that was Ahaz. Ahaz he fashioned it after the altar that was that he saw when he went to Assyria. When he went to Assyria, he said, let's make one like that and put it here at this place. Okay. So, all right. So that's number one. That's number one. Big, big. That's huge. Number number two is an atonement for Israel. So okay. it's seven things that King Hezekiah did. Okay. When it says, after these things and establishments thereof. Okay. Oh, okay. So that was number one. That was the first thing he established. Clean up the house of the Lord. Oh, my God. First, get get yourself together. Because we're getting ready to do some things. And get yourself together first. And then we're going to clean up the house of the Lord. All right. Number one. So, and number two, Mm -hmm. the temple cleansed and sanctified. So, read verse 16 through Okay, so next is cleanse and sanctify 16 through 19 reads as follows. And the priest went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the uncleanness that they found in the temple of the Lord in the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it to carry it out abroad into the brook Kidron. Now they began on the first day of the first month to sanctify, and on the eighth day and the ninth of the ninth month came they to the porch of the Lord, so they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days. And in the sixteenth day of the first month they made an end. Okay, read eighteen and nineteen. Then they went to Hezekiah the king and said, We have cleansed all the house of the Lord and the altar 
of burnt offerings with all the vessels thereof and the showbread table and all the vessels thereof. Moreover, all the vessels which King Ahaz in his reign did cast away in his transgression have ye prepared and sanctified and behold they are before the altar of the lord yes <clears throat> so his father was king ahaz mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he was a wicked king and he reigned 16 years and he did that so hezekiah now is having like a spiritual reform yeah it was a reformation going yeah, on it's like a revival God put this in his Lord have mercy. This is his first year of his reign. <clears throat> and mm -hmm. then the second thing he did was mm -hmm. an atonement for Israel. Okay. So they did all the cleansing and then now, it's time for to atonement. Which is which atonement means? Atonement means to make the sins for the people, to, to offer up a sacrifice mm -hmm. to cover their sins. That one that will appease God, that will sanct that will satisfy God, yes. so that it is acceptable. Uh, that uh, atonement or sacrifice that is acceptable for on behalf of the people, so that the people can be found acceptable yes. in approaching their and God. You gotta remember, on the day of atonement is when they renew <clears throat> their covenant with God every year. Right. So right now they are operating outside of God's covenant, mm -hmm. His people, because of their transgression. Well, yeah, and then for 16 years they yeah. have been, you know, no pretty sacrifice, much. No sacrifice, no day of atonement, nothing. All of that has just been abandoned. Yes. But God is good. <clears throat> because in these 16 years, they could have been destroyed, they could have been wiped out. Well, King Ahaz did have some wars. Mm -hmm. And instead of him coming to the Lord, as we're going to see how Hezekiah did mm -hmm. when the Syrians came against him mm -hmm. his father didn't do that right his father went and like i said he became a proxy state for the kingdom yeah 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 you know he was under their rule paying tribute to them and even worshiping their god and other god he's always going to have a remnant so he preserves he preserved so the next thing he did was okay so that was Israel, two. and that's in this that's in verse 20. verse 20 through then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went up to the house of the Lord. And they brought se uh, seven bullocks and seven rams and seven lambs and seven goats for a sin offering for the kingdom, for the kingdom. and for the sanctuary uh, and for Judah. And he commanded the priests, the sons of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of the Lord. So they killed the bullocks, and the priests received the blood and sprinkled it on the altar. Likewise, when they had killed the rams, they sprinkled the blood upon the altar. They killed also the lambs, and they sprinkled the blood upon the altar, and they brought forth the he-goats, for the sin offering before the king and consecration and the consecrate and the congregation, and they had laid their hands upon them. Yes, in verse uh, 24. Yes. And the priests killed them, and they made reconciliation with the blood upon the altar. I just feel the presence of the Lord in that one. To come, um, I'm sorry, to make an atonement for all Israel. For the king commanded that the burnt offerings and the sin offering should be made for all Israel. See, so here is the king mm -hmm. and the leaders putting their hands and confessing the sins. Transferring them over. That his father had his committed. administration has committed. And he's conveying it, so let the sins be laid upon these animals, and we will sacrifice and shed the blood to atone, Make an atone. for the sins of the people. The kingdom, so, and the king yeah. and all Israel. This is if this is not an image of Jesus. Yeah. There is not one. See, if Hezekiah wouldn't have done all of these things that mm -hmm. we're going to list, the rest wouldn't have been acceptable. He would not have gotten victory over the Syrians, as we're going to see as we go through the lesson. Okay. So he's positioning so himself three. for victory. Number three. <coughs> Pardon me. Go number through. Three. 
go, he, Hezekiah gonna make a proclamation. So go to Second Chronicles thirty. Okay. Which is the next chapter verse. over, verse one through five. Okay. Verse one of chapter thirty, Second Chronicles. And Hezekiah sent all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. For the king had taken counsel and his princes and all the congregation in Jerusalem to keep the Passover in the second month. For they could not keep it at at that time because the priests had not sanctified themselves sufficiently wow neither had the people gathered themselves together to jerusalem and the thing pleased the king and all the congregation so they established a decree to make proclamation throughout all israel for beersheba uh, uh, even to dan that they should come to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel, all of Jerusalem, for they had not done it uh, of a long time in such sort as it was written. Yes. See, this is what I like about King Hezekiah. Okay. Now, can I ask, can I ask a question before you do that? Mm -hmm. This this looks like it's a big um, territory from Beersheba to Dan. Yes, that's the northern kingdom. Okay, so you're looking at a Syria. Is that Iran, Iraq area? No, I mean, this okay. is in Israel. Okay. This is just the northern kingdom. Okay. So I'm not, just trying to see the territory. So the northern kingdom was in Assyria, right? No, the northern kingdom is the northern part of Israel. Okay. So I'm not doing I thought they had been carried away. No, not yet. They have not been carried away yet. Okay, okay, okay. They still have a king. Israel still has a king. Mm -hmm. The northern king has a king. But when he decides to have this Passover mm -hmm. celebration, mm -hmm. he also invited <clears throat> the northern kingdom to come and partake and participate yes. so that they could also be sanctified. Yes. And so that they can receive the word and the blessings of the Lord. Okay, so he invited them. To be a part. It's not, you know, let them do what they want to do there on their own. Come on with us. Let's unite together. And yes. let's do what's right with God. Okay. So read um, 6 through 10. And we're going to see how he sent these letters to the northern king. So the post went uh, with, so the post went with the letters from the king. The posts are the ones like a mailman. Somebody who so those are the couriers yes. from the king. This is King Hezekiah. Yes. Okay. And his princes throughout all Israel and Judah. See, that's the northern kingdom. That's the, the is kingdom. yes, that's both of them. And according to the commandments of the king saying, ye children of Israel, turn again unto the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he will return to remember you that are escaped out of the hands of the king of Assyria. See, there's that remnant. Mm -hmm. And be not ye like your fathers and like your brethren, which trespassed against the Lord God of their fathers, who therefore gave them up to desolation, as ye see. You see what happened? It came out, they turned out desolate. Verse number eight. Now be ye not stiff-necked as your fathers were, but yield yourself, stiff-necked is stubborn, yeah. um, be, uh, but yield yourself unto the Lord and enter into the sanctuary which he hath sanctified forever. And serve the Lord your God, that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. Again, verse number nine. That's Lord, uh, 10. Okay. But if you turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion before them that led them, that led them captive. So they'll find compassion from the captives, the people that took them into captivity. So that they shall come again into the land, for the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if you return unto him. Ten. Don't go to 10. Okay. Because 10 will 10 tell you that Ephraim and Manasseh the couriers are going. and Zibla 
they laughed and was scorn and mocked again. So they just laughed. They shook the dust off their yeah, feet. And okay. Yeah. And like, okay, this is funny. This is a joke for you. We're just going to shake the dust off our feet and keep moving. Yes. Okay. And, and that was Ephraim and Manasseh and, and Zebulun. But in verse 11, Asher, okay. Manasseh. And Manasseh and Zebulun humbled themselves and came, and came to Jerusalem. Yes. Oh. So, number four that he did was... He had the Passover observation. That's in verse 13 to 15. Okay. And there assembled at, the, at Jerusalem much people to keep the feast of unleavened bread in the second month, a very great congregation, and they rose. Oh, we've got two pages. And they rose. And took away the altars that were in Jerusalem, and all the altars for incense took their way and cast them into the brook Kidron. They then they killed the Passover of the fourteenth on the fourteenth day of the second month, and the priests and the Levites were ashamed and sanctified themselves and brought in the burnt offerings in the house of the Lord. And they stood in their place after their manner according to the law of moses so they stood in order okay after the law of moses the man of god and the priests sprinkled the blood which they it was like a ceremony yes. and the priests sprinkled the blood which they received of the hand of the levites okay. so now they had the passover celebration so the levites has gave them the blood, they had celebrations, they yeah. gave them the blood that they received from the Levites, they sprinkled it on the altar. Yes, and unleavened bread, which means they had to get all the sin mm -hmm. out of the coast yeah. of Israel. Yeah, yeah. So they had, and they would symbolically remove that leaven because it, it was symbolic of removing sin. Mm -hmm. Because sin, you know, it increases, it multiplies, it enlarges. So they removed all of that. So that's why they got rid of these altars. Part of the sanctification of, process. Yeah. Throughout all of Jerusalem and Judea, they went and got rid of all those altars that they had. So not just the temple, they, they went throughout the land. They were on a mission. And this was not something that could happen in just a moment's time. And neither was it something that could happen half-heartedly. Half when he told them that they needed to sanctify themselves and sanctify this place for God, it meant every effort. So they did a full forward thrust to remove it from all the land. See, Hezekiah, I think I believe he had a plan after we go through um, his first year or first six months of his reign. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to go to King in a few minutes after we finish reading this other one and see how he rebelled against the king of Assyria. And didn't pay him no more tribute. Oh well, well he stood up to the king of Assyria. But before he did, before he could do that, mm -hmm. he had to get that relationship back with God that his father had broken. Now that he got that all in order, it doesn't matter what you See, do or who we, comes against yes. us. When we're in order with God, it doesn't matter because if God be for you, who can be against you? Okay. All right. So we. So, now we in he sanctified the people yeah that's going to read 17 to verse 20. for there were many in the congregation and we're, we're still in second chronicles 30 verses 17 through yeah. 20. yes for there were many in the congregation that were not sanctified therefore the levites had the charge of killing of the Passovers for everyone that was not clean, the sanctified to sanctify them unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. Whatever their status was, this sacrifice was going see, to make see, it right. See, on the Passover, you had to, to bring a, a, a lamb for, to represent you and your Or family. whatever you could afford. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of the people who came didn't even have anything to bring. Yeah, because it was somewhat... If they were wealthier, if they had more funds or more means, they could bring a lamb or some have to bring turtle doves or pigeons or something to offer blood. But it was according to whatever their financial means were. But as you said, some couldn't even bring that. 
so it was said in this this verse that they were to bring it even for those that were unclean and what they had they were going to use it and the the sanctification and the cleaning cleansing of them would be included in this sacrifice that they were being that they were giving now yeah go ahead and read okay so passover for everyone that was not clean to sanctify them unto the lord for a multitude of the people even many of ephraim and manasseh and issachar and zebulun had not cleansed themselves yet did they eat the passover otherwise then it was written okay so they did outside of what was right okay but hezekiah prayed for them saying the good lord pardon everyone that's a compassionate leader now y'all going to hell you busting hell wide open he was he prayed for all of them sounds like moses sounds like you know some of those wonderful leaders that came and set that example verse number 19 they prepared his heart that prepared his heart to seek God and the Lord of his fathers though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary and the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people he heard him because Hezekiah's heart Hezekiah's compassion Hezekiah's prayer for everybody Hezekiah had sanctified himself and the temple and the temple and, and the priest according to the law and the did law. it and God had compassion and God heard him according to this verse and blessed even the ones that weren't that weren't obedient straight um, that weren't you know, fully honest yeah. doing everything that was right okay that was number what Okay, and we, that was number six. That, now we got the last one. Okay. And it's going to be in Second Chronicles 31. 31, what verse? Verse 1 through 11. 1 through 11 one. of Second Chronicles chapter 31. 1 through verse 11. Verse 1 and verse 11. Verse number 1. Okay, so just verse 1 and then yeah. verse number 11. Okay. Now, when all this was finished, all Israel that were present went out to the cities of Judah and break the images in pieces, cut down the groves, threw down the high places and altars out of all Judah and Benjamin and Ephraim and also and Manasseh until they had utterly destroyed them all. Then all the children of Israel returned, every man to his possession, into their own cities. Oh, I went to that verse. Okay, drop down to 11. Okay, so let's stop there. They went to, after this revival, mm-hmm. if you will. A Reformation revival. Reformation. Mm-hmm. They were so full of, of, of to do God's. They had that zeal work. Yes, yeah, zeal, that good work. Mm-hmm. That they went home and they destroyed all of the idols, mm-hmm. the groves. Kind of like what Jesus said, the zeal of thy house is eating me up. They had, yes. He had them. He had the strings. He had the cords of their heart going. Yes. They were empowered by that zeal. They were empowered by, the, you know, what God was doing. And they went and got rid of those idols. And they went all the way throughout the land and said, we're wiping it out. Judah, Benjamin, even in some places in Ephraim and Manasseh, they went, those went back to the northern kingdom. They went back and got rid of some idols. Wow. Mm. That's heavy. In verse number 11, then Hezekiah commanded to prepare chambers in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is what the foundation I had to lay, Dr. Simpson, because in the Sunday school lesson, mm-hmm. it says, after these things and the establishment thereof, okay. and I just had to you know what you had to do it so now we can have a lesson now so, we got a good foundation well you have to know what's going on or else you just that's why people read the bible and still don't know what's going on so okay now we're in the lesson everybody so now we're in second chronicles 32 and 1 through 8 and then also 22 through 23 all right chapter 32 all right let's start with the lesson all right, all right read. oh okay 
Um, let me turn back this. Okay. After the after these things and the establishment thereof, which is all those seven things we just laid out for you, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, came and entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced city and throughout to win them for himself. Okay. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So what's happening here? So what's happening here? He doesn't know. Somebody should have told him. They were already set up. They were prepared. They were sanctified. They had been before God. They had cleansed everything. He decides that now I'm coming to take you over because I'm fierce, I'm big, and I'm bad. And nobody has been able to rule me. So I'm coming now to take over your city. And you're going to be mine. I'm going to have what I want from there. So let's go to Second Kings. All right. Let's see what Second Kings. Chapter 18. Okay, second Kings. Oh. 18 of Second Kings. Okay. And what verses? Verse 7. And 7 says, <clears throat> And the Lord was with him, <clears throat> pardon me, and prospered whithersoever he went forth. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. This is King Hezekiah. <clears throat> okay. This is in the first year of his reign. Mm -hmm. We just seen him have this great revival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Establishing the temple that his father had shut down, sanctified worship. He did what he needed yes, to do. They have atonement, renewed the covenant that God had with his people. And now God is he with him. He did what he was supposed to do wholeheartedly. Whatever you do, whatever you find your hands to do, do it with your whole heart. And that is what they did. And here comes somebody going to rise up again. Yes. And it's the Rip. And the reason why he came, because in Second Kings 18, 7, and the Lord was with him, and he prospered wherever he went forth, and he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not didn't bring any tributes so that's the thing that we have to, the gap that is missing there that the king of assyria wanted him to give him tributes and and money and pay taxes and all kinds of stuff that's what they do that's what his father was doing that's what his father's doing but hezekiah said no we're not going back to that we just did uh a reformation and we're not getting ready to go backwards so when it says he rebelled against the king of Assyria what it was and he was standing up to the king of Assyria of Assyria in in the power of God because he wasn't fearful he had faith in his heart so just drop down to verse 9 of Second Kings 18 <laughs> verse number 9 says and it came to pass in the fourth year of Hezekiah which was the seventh year of Hosea, son of Elah, king of Israel, and Shalemazer, the king of Assyria, came up against Syria, uh, Samaria and besieged it. Now, the reason why I put this verse in a lesson because it shows you the year. Mm -hmm. This is year four. Okay, of his reign. Of King Hezekiah's reign. Okay. So, for four years, King Hezekiah still have not been paying, paying giving him money like his father had been doing yes. it's like no we're not doing that that's the way it was with my father but it's a new king it's a new sheriff in town there's a new king on the throne and this one is going to do right by god so we're not going to be paying you so for four years he had been paying him so now it's like an advancement and um Shenekerib doesn't like it so he's going to advance with his aggression <clears throat> okay so it says in what verse? In verse 10, at the end of three years, they took it, even in the sixth year of Hezekiah, mm -hmm. that is in the ninth year of Hosea, king of Israel, Samaria was taken. Okay. So now there's war in the land, and the northern kingdom has fell into the hands of Assyria. Okay. And this is in the sixth year of King Hezekiah, right? So King Hezekiah knows what's going on in the northern kingdom. Yeah. In the, the brother kingdom. Mm -hmm. And now they have failed. King Hezekiah still hasn't paid no tributes. He still is serving the Lord, his God, faithfully. Okay. Okay. 
So verse 12. All right, verse number 12. Because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God, but transgressed his covenant. And all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded and would not hear them, nor do them. See, I put that in there because when I read how the northern kingdom had fell into the hands of the Syrians, I had a question mark I wrote here. I said, why? Right. They went to the Passover celebration. Well, yeah, they had engaged in this wonderful reformation uh, uh, yeah. and giving of the word. And don't be like your fathers. And don't be stiff-necked. Don't be stubborn. Come on and receive. Because if you and you and your children, if you turn back to God, then God's going to turn back to you. After all of that good news, we are gathered together. The temple is open. We can worship. Yay! Life is going to be good. We're finally back on course with God. But when they went back to the then Northern they went Kingdom, back to after the convention. Let's say after the convention, they went back to their places. You know, like we have our international conventions. Then when everybody goes back home, um, when they got back to Assyria, where all their little idols and all of that stuff was going on, they came back into it. The Northern Kingdom, yes. When they went the back Northern to King King Hosea, Hosea, they went right back into their idolatry. It and it was in the six years. So they for so for so for these six years, they mm -hmm. were from the time that they had their revival, mm -hmm. they was restored mm -hmm. and they went back, they fell back into idolatry. Because that's what it says. Because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God, but yep. transgressed his covenant. They just mm -hmm. made a covenant with him on yep. the day of atonement. Broke it. And all that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded would not hear them nor do them. Okay. So they fell right back. Okay. So sad. Okay, so. so now in the 13th verse, 13th now verse. in the 14th year of King Hezekiah mm -hmm. did Shechem, <laughs> King of Syria, come up against all of the thin city of Judah and took them. Okay. So now in the 14th year of King Hezekiah right After all that, he said, I'm coming down on them. That was a long time for him to uh <laughs> That's why I put it, it kind of staved him off for a while, didn't yeah. it? Yes. And that's why I put that in there. I had to put King in his lesson because I wanted to see the time frame. Yeah. That when King of Assyria came up again, King Hezekiah. He was still mad, he was still determined. He hasn't paid tribute since fourteen years. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're gonna have two parts to this lesson. So we can have a good lesson. So we're still in um the first part. Yeah, we're still in the first part. So let's go. So his anyway, he 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 um 14th year, it was like that's it. We are coming. We're coming in, we're gonna destroy, and they were coming, and it seemed like all his rage and all every see that 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 spirit of manipulation and then spirit of domination and spirit of intimidation was the way he that he worked to break down their faith and their confidence and to break down their fight and resilience. Sometimes things can be said and done until you don't even have fight in you before the fight really starts. And this is the way it's going to happen. So when he came, after them 14 years, he was full. And he was ready to fight and to destroy. But it, we're going to find out how that works out. Yes. So the second verse of the lesson said, and when Hezekiah saw that, Shennacherim was calm mm -hmm. and that he was he purposed was to fight against Jerusalem. That, that, was, that was his whole reason for coming. That's what yes. I'm here for. I'm not here to negotiate. That purpose <clears throat> means to attend. He, he, he intended to. Intention. Yes. Mm -hmm. He was intentional. Well, he had not paid tributes in 14 years and your father been paying my nothing father. else that I'm here for. We don't have nothing to talk about. I've been waiting all these years. You know what they you know the way that it was, you know the way that everything was set up. Now you don't want to play by the rules for fourteen years. I got one thing in my heart, and that's to fight against you. So now <laughs> King Hezekiah trying to make a deal. Okay. So, so you still you're trying to keep peace. Yeah. You're still in Second Kings chapter eighteen. I am. So read verse fourteen. Second Kings Chapter 18, verse 14, And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria to Lachish, saying, I have offended 
Return from me, that which thou puttest on me will I bear. What is he saying? That whatever taxes you have put on, whatever yes, you're asking said, me for, I'm going to give it to you. He said, I have offended, he said, I have done wrong. Yeah, so I've, I've offended you. He, so said, he said, now go away from me. Go on, go on about your me. business. Leave that it which thou put on me will we'll I give bear. it to you. Yeah. We'll pay you to just go away and leave us alone yeah. because I've offended you. Not, not saying that he's giving in to the idolatry and all this and the other, but I'll pay you, I'll give you money. Let's go on. But all right, that's where we're at. Verse number 14. And the kingdom of Syria appointed unto Hezekiah mm -hmm. of Judah 300 tablets of silver and 30 talents tablets. of silver and 30 talents so of gold. gold. So this <clears> is what he put on him. So he said, okay, away. then give me this and I'll go away. Give me 300 talents of silver and 300 talents of gold. This is what Shennacherib is saying. Okay, if you want to strike a deal, this is the deal. I want 300 talents of gold 300 talents of silver and of course hezekiah verse 15 and hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the lord and the treasures of the king's house and at that time the hezekiah cut off the gold from the doors and the temple of the lord and from the pillars which hezekiah king of judah had overlaid and gave it to the king. So those doors that he repaired mm -hmm. and put the gold back on it just to get this man to go away, mm -hmm. he cut it back off and said, let him have this so he can go away and we can worship our God and we can be his people. All right. He gives it to the king of Assyria. All right. What verse? Okay, verse 17. 17, and the king of Assyria sent... Tartan and Rabsaris and Rabshakeh from Lachish to King Hezekiah with a great host against Jew Jerusalem. And they went up to they went up and came to Jerusalem, and when they were come, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is in the highway of the fuller's field. That's a strategic place for them to stand. And they came in great numbers, and they came in great force. They're at Lachish. Lachish is 30 miles southwest from Jerusalem. Okay. So it was a distance. Mm -hmm. But when King has uh, Ahaz? No. Oh, Hezekiah now. When King Shennacherib oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Got the tribute. Mm -hmm. Got the. <laughs> you got your 30 talents of silver. You got your 30 yeah, yeah, talents of gold. You got your 300 talents of 300. silver and 30 talents of gold. Mm -hmm. He still sent his army. And, and okay, so I get With money. these three generals. Okay, right? so these people don't have any integrity. So, yeah, thanks. Give us the money. All right, thanks for the money, but we still coming. We're still coming. sent the army. And he sent them in great number. Yes. A great so, multitude. Do you see this intimidation tactic? You and, see this domination here? Yes. And this is why uh, they're going to stop the waters up. Because remember, they laid siege to Samaria, the northern kingdom, for three years mm -hmm. before, before they finally went in and took it. So when they lay a siege, they're trying to starve the people out. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. But I think that, that doesn't Hezekiah prepare for that? Yes, he's going to do this now. Very yeah. smart. Very yeah. a good strategy here. Okay, so, what verse? Where so are we verse at? Verse 3 of the Sunday School. Okay, so verse 3. And he took counsel with the princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountain, which were without the city, and they did help him. Because remember, they, <clears throat> this army, they are at the conduit of the upper pool. Okay, so what they need to under, what you want the audience, or we want the audience to understand, like you said, they would starve them out. So, you know, you got to have water. So they came and stood by the conduit, you know, this great army from Shennacherib. So they came and stood by the conduit. But the whole thing was, Hezekiah was wise. And he had stopped up the waters that were there and when he stopped them up he didn't just plug them up he redirected them through a conduit underground so that the water would flow into jerusalem and so that they would still have a water supply and a source even if it was a long 
siege. They were that was not going to be a problem. So they were they were steps ahead of this army. Okay. So verse four. Four. So there was so there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land saying why should the king of Assyria come and find much water so that's why they did it why should he come and why should they have water and so he said in verse 5 also <clears throat> he strengthened himself and built up all the walls that were broken down and these people were these people were on the mission he strengthened he built up the wall that was broken down and raised up to the towers and another wall without and repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance. They were, they prepared for war. And he, you want me to stop there? No, keep going. And he set captains of war over the people and gathered themselves together to him in the streets of the gate of the city and spake comfortably to them saying, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid, nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. With him is an army of flesh. That's the point. For him is an army of flesh. But with us is the Lord God to help us and to fight our battles and the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Okay. So. That's good stuff. When I read this, these verses that you just read, mm -hmm. I started thinking to myself, where did Hezekiah get such boldness and strength from? Well, they sanctified themselves and purified themselves. Well, we're and gonna they, read. Opened church, they opened. I mean, some of it came from that. So let's go to 2 Kings. Okay. What chapter? 18. Verse? And verse 37. 37. Then, then came Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, which was over the household of Shebna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. This is a different Asaph than David's. Okay, Hezekiah with their clothes rent and told him the words of Reb Shekha. Mm. Reb Shekha was the one that was reading that letter that came from Assyria, right? Yes, he was and, one of the captains of the general that, in the army. Yeah, so he was reading this letter. So he, I mean, he tore his clothes because the words of the letter. I mean, it was, ast it was very um, astonishing and astounding to hear the words of how they were going to come down and destroy them again, the intimidation, the domination um, that they were using against them. And so he rent his clothes at those words that Shekha was speaking. And I think, are you going to read it and talk about? Yes, we're going to go to the 19th chapter of 2 Kings. Okay, verse, verse. Verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1, 2, and 3. It came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent El, El, Eliakim, which was over the household of Shabna the scribe, and the elders of the priests, and covered with sackcloth to, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus said Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble, a day of rebuke and blasphemy, for the children are come to the birth, and there's not enough strength to bring forth. That's it. Mm -hmm. See, so... We're in trouble. Even Hezekiah mm -hmm. took off his royal robe, put shackcloth on... Shackcloth on... Yeah, that's okay. on and humbled himself... And he went right into the house of the Lord. Because of all of this, after all of this, and all that we've done, and here he's still coming down, and now they got us all out here surrounded, even though we know there are more with us than there are with them, but they are threatening to take us now. Here it's starting to get to them. This is the human part of them. You know, we're, we can't be so holy, holy until we don't admit that we have human feelings, we have human emotions. Okay, at this moment, He's so shaken 
um, or he's so disturbed about everything kind of spiraling down, it would seem like, to the natural eye, that it was spiraling down, that he tears his clothes and he goes into the house of the Lord at the words of Rabshakeh. Now remember, and I don't know if we've gotten to that yet, but remember Rabshakeh was reading some very fierce things, horrible things, and they were so bad that he said, don't, don't, don't speak, speak, speak Aramaic, because they don't, just speak to us. He said, no, 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 we're speaking so all the people can hear and understand what we're talking about because this letter is to you and it's to them too. <clears throat> but he goes into the house of the Lord. Well, rents his clothes. And also, when he read the letter, he was also um, direct offense towards God. Absolutely. Lord God. That was the see. He cut his own throat with those words. Don't you? I think I think that he set himself up with those words. When you start, it's one thing we talk against people, but he didn't. Nobody had taught him that there is a God in Israel, and they serve the true and living God. So when you talk about their God, it's not like those other nations that you destroyed that were serving, you know, idols and all this. You're talking against the living God. Now they got God stirred up. Well, you got to also remember that King Hezekiah, he gave him all the money, all the silver and all the gold. Mm -hmm. He gave him everything to go away mm -hmm. from him, mm -hmm. but he didn't. He wanted to take Jerusalem for his own special possession according to first verse of the lesson all right so now we are at the point where we're coming to the conclusion of the lesson and it's a phenomenal conclusion but we're running out of time on this recording so the next part part two is going to be very short but it's going to be the conclusion so with that i'm going to end this recording and i am going to say pick it up with part two which is going to follow all right God bless you for your patience and now we are coming back for the conclusion of the matter in this week's Sunday school lesson uh, Hezekiah rallies Judah's, Ar Judah's army and as you see some phenomenal things have taken place through the courage and the boldness and obedience of King Hezekiah and the people of God all right now we're going to go to the conclusion as we have left you at the point where Sennacherib or King Sennacherib came out against them and now he's positioned himself to come down on the people of God and as we left you uh, this place where they were at was the conduit uh, is where he had brought a great army uh, to encamp against Judah and uh, at the conduit and now Hezekiah has gone into the temple and rent his clothes and gone before God. All right, so we're going to pick up the lesson here, Elder Simpson. So you want to go ahead and God bless you, everybody. Continue with your studies. We are going to go back to the book of, and we're going back into Second, Second Kings. Kings. All right, chapter, chapter 19. 19 and verse. Verse 14. All right, verse number 14. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messenger and read it and hezekiah went into the house of the lord and spread it before the lord now remember when hezekiah is in the house of the lord he's in sackcloth and ashes sackcloth and ashes because what had said what had been said you know was like oh my gosh we've come to the i think it's that we have come to the battle to the delivery and don't have strength the children have come to the birth and don't have strength enough to deliver. So yeah. it, that was his uh, that was his analogy of the state they were in. It's time for us to do what we got to do, but we don't even have the strength to do it. So let me just tear my clothes, humble myself, go to the house of the Lord. And as far as these threats that were made, that were sent by way of courier in the letter from King Sennacherib, I'm just gonna lay it before God. Let him read the letter. And I like how he went. He went 
to God in the house of the Lord. Yeah. Humble. He's in trouble. Trouble will, he's will in, humble. He's him. in sackcloth. He's in sackcloth and ashes. Yeah, he's he, humbled himself as much as he could. Yeah, he took off his royal robe. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I'm dust. I'm the, just dust of the earth. And he went into the Lord's presence. And took the letter. And spread it out. I said, oh, you see us, you see how you see what he's saying? Are you seeing this Lord? I know. So verse 15. Says, and then and Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, in all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thy ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the king of Assyria, has destroyed the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone, and therefore... They have destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of the hand of all of the kingdoms of the earth, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the God, even thou only. Okay, I like the next verse. 20 says, Then... Okay, behind this passionate plea. Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. And now this is the word. You want to go further? This is God throwing thrown down. But see, I like Hezekiah. Mm-hmm. If he would not have cleaned the temple mm-hmm. and sanctified it, yeah. his first year as king, mm-hmm. his 14th year, mm-hmm. he would not have an opportunity. He to wouldn't have been positioned to do this. He wouldn't. I mean, he would not. I mean, God is merciful, but He's done everything within His strength, and his, all of His obedience has been yielded. But I love the way that He praised God so passionately and said, "Oh Lord God." you know come and help us yeah they threw those other kings they took them and threw their gods in the fire but they were made out of stone and wood but you're you are the real god and when god heard that prayer he said he touched the heart of the prophet isaiah who reigned through five kings and he told him isaiah go tell hezekiah i have heard his prayer and this is god's response to hezekiah in verse 21 This is the word that the Lord spoke concerning him. The virgin of the daughter of Zion has despised thee and laughed thee to scorn. The daughter of Judah has shaken her head at thee. They've been, you know, scoffing and mocking you and taunting you. Whom thou has reproached. But he's asking a question. Whom has thou reproached and blasphemed? Okay. Um, who have you really been talking about? And against whom has thou exalted thy voice and lifted up thy eyes on high? And then he gives the answer. Even against the Holy One of Israel. When you start talking to them like that and saying all those things about tearing up gods. Now you talk about tearing up their gods. Do you know who you're talking about? Somebody should have told you. You're talking about the God of Israel, the Holy One of Israel. So drop down 28. Okay, 28. I, I just like the way he, he just... Ooh. This part really just kind of shook me because God is talking so abrasively. So the intimidation that they use and the domination is like when God spoke back, it broke them down. That's why I like reading that whole thing. But we'll drop down to 28. And I would uh, encourage our readers to read that in your spare time, knowing this is God's answer to their attitude. But verse 28, because they rage against me 
and thy tumult, thy confusion and uprising, kind of like insurrection, is come up against my ears. Therefore, I'll put my hook in thy nose and my bridle in thy lips, and I will turn thee back the way by which thou came. Now that, that's a message. Yeah. I'm going to take you back to where you came from. We don't want to go back to where we came from, Danny. Once we get out there, once we get saved, once we get delivered and pulled out of a world of sin and shame and, and desecration in the hands of the enemy, we're in bondage. We don't want to go back the way that we came. Verse 29. Well, it, oh, no. Okay. Okay. 34 and 36. Okay. I'm dropping down to 34. For I will defend this city to save it. This is God talking. For my own sake. I'm doing it for my name's sake. And for my servant David's sake. And... It came to pass that night the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and four score and five thousand. That's a hundred and eighty-five thousand by one angel. And when they rose up in the morning, behold, there were all they were all dead corpses. Do you see how he speaks about them? All these Poor people are dying. All these souls are lost. He said they're dead corpses. See, God's attitude changed toward them because they were so wicked that in their death, there was no mourning, there was no sorrow, no grief. He said they're dead corpses. 38. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went and returned to dwell in Nineveh. How did he get away? He started all this. Oh, well, I guess because he ascended his people and they got slaughtered. And they got slaughtered. And we didn't have any army. He went, he so he runs away. off to Nineveh. Verse 37. So then it came to pass, as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch, his god, that at, uh, Adramelech and Sherezer, uh, his sons, smote him with the sword. His kings killed him while he's worshiping in front of his god. His sons That's what I said. His sons killed him while he was worshiping in front of his gods and they escaped into the land of Armenia and Ezra Hadan his son reigned in his stead it did not end there very well it didn't end well at all for them we we the last scene we see of Hezekiah is before the Lord putting his passionate plea on the altar. The next thing we see is that God sends his prophet to tell him, I'm going to fight this battle for you. What do we see next? The very next thing that we see, 185,000 dead corpses. And then finally, at the conclusion, we see that his own son, Shenechariah, who thought he had got away, his own sons killed him while... He was worshiping what he called God. He loses his life and his soul. And that's that. So the Sunday school lesson, last two verses. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hands of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, mm -hmm. and from the hands of all others and guided them on every side. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? He saved them and he just guides them and directs them. And they can walk peacefully and confidently with God now. And this is what I like about um, Hezekiah. This was in his 14th year of his reign. Mm -hmm. And I think he reigned for quite a long time. Afterwards. He reigned a total of 29 years. So, and so another 15 years. But So the first half of it, he's sure. dealing with this Shenechariah stuff. And this Assyrian and all this cleaning up the temple. But he, while he got into it, he stepped into the position cleaning up yes. and reforming and setting things in order with Spiritually, God. yes. Getting the people back to in, in covenant relationship with their Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Putting the priests in order, telling them to go back, clean up the house of the Lord, open it up. Mm -hmm. You Levites, y'all order, Aaron's sons, mm -hmm. high priest order. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he did that. So the first half of his reign was a great display of courage, obedience, um, refusing to give in, and then when things rose up and got beyond them where they couldn't see, spiritual bonus. God said, don't worry, tell uh, Isaiah, go tell him, I'm, this is me, 
I got this from here. I'm going to fight this battle. And the next morning, he said, one angel. The next morning, all of them were corpses. And so then after that, he runs. After all his running, now you don't have a king. Now you don't have an army with all your big bad talking. So you're going to go run to your God, the one you call God. And right in his presence, you're going to lose your soul. And that's that. So the next 15 years or the second half of his reign, he moves on. But he's got some good foundation in history with God. And then I like about this. As soon as this happened, God deliver him. Hezekiah gets sick. Yeah, we got another lesson. And, yeah. and but but uh, just just aside. No, no, no. This is a good point because Hezekiah had been blessed and he, he got out of order a little bit. But no, when he got sick here, got added the 14 years back on his life. Mm-hmm. And that's what the last 14 years. Oh, that was the second half. But that yeah. the reason why the sickness came. Remember, you're gonna die and not live. That was because he got braggadocious, but yeah, he started boasting about all the things that were in the temple, remember? Showing them off. You remember, we, we yeah. did the story. But the point was, after all of that victory, then he gets a little bit, you know, careless with his ways. Because it says in verse 23, And many brought gifts unto the Lord in Jerusalem and presents to Hezekiah, king of Judah. Mm-hmm. So that he was magnified in sight of all nations from mm-hmm. thenceforth. Mm-hmm. He was recognized. God placed honor on his life. And it was known that he was a servant of But, but can you imagine that uh, all the lands that the king of Assyria had subdued and, and destroyed, mm-hmm. once they died, they were free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they realized that it was the God of Hezekiah who gave them their freedom. And when they came to Jerusalem, they brought gifts to Hezekiah and they brought gifts to the Lord mm-hmm. to Jerusalem and presents to Hezekiah. So redemption and, and restoration and reformation came to those that were even of the northern kingdom. Some of those got delivered too. So it's a great thing when you do right, you do it for yourself, you do it for the glory of God. And you do it so that souls can be saved. And we know the most famous gift giffers that came was the Babylonians when they sent their um, ambassadors to King Hezekiah. Yeah. Those was the ones that are numbered in the scripture. And that's when they were coming to bring gifts and honor. But instead, Hezekiah's like, oh, yeah, let me show you what we got. And they had a whole countryside full of, you know, wealth and 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 mer- mer- you know commerce and all they had so much stuff. but anyway that's another story for another day all right everybody wonderful lesson and i hope and i pray that god will give the increase to you and that your soul will be sumptuously fed by the word of god going forward all right elder you want to close us out and as we give God praise and hey join us again next week for another episode of Reset Forever um, Ministries podcast and uh, keep us in your prayers as we keep you in ours I want to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present present you faultless before the presence presence of of his glory glory with exceeding exceeding joy to to the the only wise God God, our our Savior. Savior Be glory. Be glory. Majesty. Majesty. Dominion. Dominion. Power. Power. Both now. Both now and ever. Amen. And we say in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.